Hello and a very warm welcome to episode 23 of the Creating Happy Writers podcast. I'm your host, Steph Caswell, and I'm so happy you're here for today's episode. This podcast is for non-fiction writers who are looking to write a book in their niche to showcase their expertise and take their business to the next level. If that's you, then you're in the right place because nothing can elevate your brand, your business or you like a book can. So if you're about to start your writing journey or you're already on it, you are so welcome in the Happy Writers community because writing can be lonely, it can be overwhelming, it can be downright bloody difficult. So this podcast is here to support you as much as you need as you embark on this exciting yet often mildly terrifying journey. So before you run away and hide, let's dive into today's episode, all about writing your first draft. Writing the first draft of your book doesn't have to be a painful experience. You may feel as though you're facing an uphill battle, not only with the words on the page, but with yourself too. And yes, it requires you to dig deep and find a mental toughness you may not have used before. But as I said, it doesn't have to be painful. With the right approach and the right habits, writing your first draft can actually be, dare I say it, enjoyable. But first, let's start with the story. Are you sitting comfortably? Because things are about to get just a little bit shitty. When dealing with a toddler, you experience many battles. Yes, with your own sanity, but also with the willfulness of a small determined human. My youngest son, Bo, was quite the single-minded tot. He did things in his own time, at his own pace, including learning to walk. He quite enjoyed being carried around, thank you very much. Walk? When he could be carried like a king? Absolutely not. Walking was for peasants. He had a similar attitude towards toilet training. But the less said about that, the better. Now, you may be wondering what Bo's toddler behaviour has to do with you writing the first draft of your non-fiction book. Well, let's just say it's because you've got a battle ahead of you, much like the battle I had with Bo to get him to walk and toilet like a regular person. Now, using the word battle might sound a little extreme, but this part of the process often tests writers, both new and experienced. You're battling between analytical mode and creative mode. You're battling your inner critic. You're battling time. So the more prepared you are for battle, the better. It's time to get your armour ready. We're going in. Author Terry Pratchett once said, the first draft is just you telling yourself the story. Now, you're not writing a novel, I know that, but it's actually true for writing non-fiction too. Your first draft is you getting to know your book. Imagine it's someone you've just met and been introduced to. You know a little bit about them, which is kind of your idea and outline, but now you've got time to sit down and really get to know them. You won't necessarily like all they have to say during your encounters, but gradually you'll grow attached to them. You'll look forward to your daily time together. Remind yourself, this is a process. You're not going to wake up tomorrow and miraculously be an author, if only. 
it's worth remembering that no one else will see this first draft. No one. Not your editor, not your beta readers, not even your friends. I was listening to a podcast a couple of years ago with the author Greg McEwen, who wrote the books Essential and Effortless. And he is somebody who really talked about the writing process. And it's not often that you hear established authors talking about their writing process because I think they like to think, you know, other people are going to just admire them for writing the books. But Greg was really honest and I really appreciated it from him. And he talked about the first book and the first draft and he thinks of it as draft zero. He won't even call it the first draft because he knows it's going to be awful. It's draft zero because it's just, the you know, it's almost vomiting words onto the page just to get something down there. And I think that's really worth thinking about um, because I like to call my first draft, I don't call it draft zero, I call it the shitty first draft or the SFD. Um, and actually I encourage the people I work with to think of it as a shitty first draft and nothing brings me more joy on social media than seeing somebody tagging me in something and telling me that they're working on their SFD because it always makes me laugh and makes hopefully helps them to realise that it is going to be shit. There is nothing that you can do about it. It's going to be awful because it's part of being creative. Um, And I got this inspiration for the shitty first draft from Anne Lamott, um, who always talks about the shitty first draft in her in her writing uh, and in her book, Bird by Bird. And maybe I like to think there's something about polishing a turd in later drafts. Who knows? Another way of thinking about the first draft, and again, I use this analogy a lot with people when I talk to them, is the first draft is like that lump of clay that gets thrown on a potter's wheel you know, the first time they sit down at the wheel. It's just a lump of congealed stuff. And what a potter has to do is they have to mould and shape and refine that pile of clay into something like a jug or a pot or a pencil thing. I don't know what potters make, but, you know, go with it. So if you imagine it as that lump of clay at the start, that's your first draft. And then your subsequent drafts and editing and proofreading are all the sort of stages that come after that on the potter's wheel where they're shaping and manipulating and moulding it to be something incredible. And that is what the process of writing your first draft is all about, is accepting it as the lump of clay and then knowing that later on you're going to shape it and mould it into something amazing. The trouble is, as writers... The books that we see in shops, obviously, thank the Lord, are not people's first drafts. They've been through so many revisions and they come out and they're published and they are nothing like the first draft. Nothing. They're almost incomparable. So don't compare yourself and your book and your first draft to a book you see in a shop because it's just there's no point. You can't do it. There's just there is no comparison. So that's just something to be mindful of too. Hopefully you have an outline put together and um, previous podcast episodes I've talked about outlining and another episode in season one where I talked about planning. So if you've got an outline or a chapter overview, you're in a good place, right? Uh, The reason I always advocate for people to really create those outlines is so that you're never sitting down with a blank page. You never sit down and not know what to write. And that is primarily the reason I tell you to you know to do that to create that outline is so that you're not sitting there thinking oh my god what am I going to write today 
Um, so when you've done your outline, you will have got some bullet points in each section and those bullet points take center stage right now. So when you get to a section that you've outlined and you've said to yourself, right, this is going to be in this chapter, this section under this subheading is about this particular topic. If you've done your bullet points in your plan, all you need to do is go back to those bullet points and, and I affectionately call it flesh them out so add some depth to them so create the bullet point becomes a sentence or a paragraph or a couple of paragraphs and you are then able to sort of just dive into that particular part of the topic with ease and with comfort and with confidence um, so you know that's why you need to go and look back at those bullet points um, take take the bullet point and just write Okay, don't don't try and, you know, overthink what you're writing. Just literally write or say it out loud and write as you're saying it. If you were going to explain it verbally, what would you say? Quite often, I speak the sentences as I'm typing. I probably sound a little bit like a lunatic, but there we go. Especially if it's something more complex. You know, if you're trying to find the right way of explaining something, say it out loud. Some people dictate their whole books because they find it easier to say things out loud and verbally rather than writing it down. So it can also help you check if it sounds right. So there's a little tip for you. If you want to sound like me, just muttering away to myself in the corner, speak your sentences out loud. Now I'm going to share with you something that I'd love to tattoo on every single author I work with, preferably on their foreheads. And this would be write first, edit later. Deleting and rewriting sentences as you go along is madness. It stops your flow. As a positive psychologist called Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, and he wrote a book called Flow, and it's about um, how you, you know when sometimes you're writing or you're doing a task and you lose kind of sense of kind of consciousness and time flies by and you're totally in the zone, you're totally, and you, you look up and half an hour's gone past and you weren't even aware of time, you weren't aware of people, distractions, you were totally in the zone. And Csikszentmihalyi talks about this as, you know, a state of complete immersion in an activity. You're in the zone, you're doing what you need to do, and, you know, nothing can really distract you. The only thing with this is, if you keep stopping and starting by editing, this makes flow almost impossible to find because you're going from creative, you know, that kind of idea of just letting the words out, to then analytical mode which is editing where you're like oh I'm going to read back and I'm going to make these corrections I made this mistake when I wrote keeping bums in seats and, and it's the reason I had to rewrite the start of it about five times because I'd get to the same point in the book and I would not be able to go any further because what I was doing was I was writing a paragraph and I'd try and edit the paragraph and then I'd write a paragraph and I'd try and edit the paragraph it was an absolute nightmare and um, if you imagine you've got two sides of the writing brain you've got your creative side you've got your analytical side when you're writing your first draft you have to work in creative mode you cannot use both sides of the brain um, I never reread anything I've written when I'm in first draft mode until the end now, when I tell people this, often they raise their eyebrows and look as though, you know, I've got something terribly wrong with me. But what I realised is that if I don't um, keep going back and looking at things as I go, I can keep moving forward. So the only thing I will do, say I've done my writing sprint for the day, the next day I sit down to write, I will look at the last sentence that I wrote to kind of give me an idea, okay, that's where I was up to, and then I go again. I never read anything until the end. And sometimes uh, it's, you know, I, I find it very liberating. 
Uh, Sometimes people find it quite nerve-wracking to do that, but actually it just keeps momentum going. Um, So shitty first draft, get in creative mode. Um, You may be tempted, you actually will be tempted to go back and look at your work, but whatever you do, do not give in to the urge. The time will come when you can go into full analytical mode when you're editing and do that to your heart's content. But shitty first draft is not the time. Okay, the next thing to think about is your research. Now, often people will write their their shitty first draft and they'll try and do their research alongside. So they'll get to a point in their first draft and they'll think, oh, I need to research about who said that particular quote or where did that particular piece of research come from? Absolutely not. Are you allowed to do this in your shitty first draft? No, no, no. You will get sucked in into doing research. um, And what happens is, again, it breaks your flow. Um, And again, you end up going down a rabbit hole of watching YouTube videos about, I don't know, cats or something. So just really, really take away the research element in shitty first draft mode. And what I mean by this is, and this is what I do when I'm in first draft mode, I get to a point where I think I know I need to research who said this or where this research came from or what exactly the research said. And I just leave myself a note to look at it in the second draft. Often when I'm in the second draft, I absolutely berate myself for doing this, but it works. I just, if I don't know who said something, I would just put XXX or I will just write blah, 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 if I can't remember what the exact quote was, because I know that I can come back and and sort that out later and it doesn't stop the flow. Um, And actually, to be fair, when you've written the majority of your book from what you already know in your head, you will then know the research you have to do and you're not doing research for research's sake, which is often procrastination in disguise. Um, So with research, really, really be, be strict with yourself um, and avoid using hours of, you know, looking up stuff actually you never really needed. Um, so any additional research can only enhance stuff later on in later drafts. And the final point about your first draft is the importance of sticking to your habits. And if you've set up a really solid writing practice, if you've got really good daily writing habits, this is going to help you more than you know at this point. Planning and outlining is hard. Yes, I give you that. But it's over quite quickly. You only actually need a few hours to get the thing done. When you're writing your first draft, you're in it for the long haul, right? You need to turn up consistently and do the work. If you haven't established the habits that make this process less challenging, check out, you know, what I've said to you in previous episodes. I think it was episode four where we talked about habit formation Go back and think about how can you set up yourself for success by doing half an hour a day, an hour a day, every day. Consistency well and truly sets you up for success. And let your accountability partner know you're about to start your shitty first draft as well. It's a great way to kickstart the process. You can announce it on social media if you're so inclined. I do that sometimes because I love the fact that I give, you know, on my stories on Instagram, I'll give a daily update on my word count. To, so it gives, keeps me accountable and, you know, gives my audience something to follow as I go along. You'll be amazed at how supportive people are and this can really help your motivation levels too. So it's time for you to crack on. You know what to expect. You know how to do it. So it really is down to you. If it helps, imagine me sitting next to you and giving you words of encouragement. I'll keep the sarcasm to a minimum, I promise. At all times, 
do have your outline nearby. Refer back to it, have it on a separate screen. Just keep looking at it and keep working from it. You've done that hard work of creating it, so for the love of all that is holy, use it. Um, you'll be so grateful you did it and you took the time to put it together. I really wish you luck with your SFD, your shitty first draft. I'm excited for you because I know how good it feels to finish it. It's such a rush when you finish your first draft. You will feel so proud of yourself. And um, the author, Jodie Picoult, she talks about um, the first draft and she, she says that um, it's you cannot edit a blank page. And I love that quote because actually once you've got the bulk of your stuff down, once you've got that piece of clay done, you can now mould it and shape it in the editing process. But you cannot do that if you've not got anything on the page to start with. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode on writing your first draft, aka the SFD. Embrace it for what it is. It's a bit of a shit show. Just know you can polish that turd when it comes to editing. Let that loosen the shackles of your expectation if you like, and hopefully you'll enjoy the journey all the more. Before you turn off, I'd be so grateful if you could leave a review on your favourite podcast platform. Much like book reviews, podcast reviews can make all the difference in getting more listeners and spreading the Creating Happy Writers message. And if you know another writer who'd enjoy these episodes, do share it with them too. You can give me a shout out on social media using the hashtag creating happy writers if you'd like to connect you can find me at stephcaswell.com and on instagram and facebook at creating happy writers if you'd like further support to write your book in your niche you can buy a copy of my book dare to write how to confidently write a non-fiction book to grow your business which takes you on the journey from initial idea to publication and it was a finalist in this year's business book awards so you know that i've got a fair good idea of what you need to include you can also join the community by subscribing to my fortnightly newsletter the right stuff it's full of ideas and advice about writing and publishing all links are in the show notes so until next time happy writing